welcome to the BGSM podcast. I'm Stefan Griffin, a member of the BGSM editorial team. Today I'm thrilled to be joined by world-leading voice on sports cardiology, Professor Jonathan Dresner. Professor Dresner was involved in a recent BGSM blog on cardiac considerations in athletes in the COVID-19 landscape, which has been hugely popular online. So first of all, welcome to the podcast, John. Thank you so much for having me, Stefan. Not at all. So to begin with, can you start by telling us why people are concerned about COVID-19 and the heart? Sure. I think um, there's still a lot to learn uh, related to the novel coronavirus and how it impacts uh, the hearts, the heart, especially the heart of athletes. Um, I think concerns have been raised based on what we understand for the sickest of patients who are uh, impacted by COVID-19. And early on, you know, reports coming from uh, hospitalized patients, especially those in the ICU, that they have cardiac involvement. And I think the cardiac involvement has come in different forms. Um, one seems to be a stress-induced uh, cardiomyopathy that you can see in um, terrible systemic illnesses or ARDS. Um, this seems to be more uh, prone in patients with underlying uh, heart disease and heart failure. Um, and the other uh, scenario is, is direct inflammation or infection uh, of the heart and possible myocarditis or myopericarditis. And there have been some anecdotal uh, reports or case reports of young persons um, who have suffered um, bad outcomes because of COVID-related issues uh, for the heart, specifically myocarditis. So, you know, the, the concern that is uh, broad throughout the sports medicine community is what does this mean for uh, athletes? Um, what does this mean for uh, athletes who potentially have had an infection from the novel coronavirus or potentially the, the illness of COVID-19? And should we be somehow evaluating these athletes uh, for their risk of myocarditis, uh, arrhythmias, or even uh, sudden death. I thought what and what we've discussed um, on this to do in this podcast is to work through some of the scenarios you present in this blog um, and get your perspective from a both a cardiology point of view and then obviously in your role as a team physician as well. Um, how does that sound? Absolutely. Wonderful. So let's begin with an athlete who's been asymptomatic um, but diagnosed with a positive test. Uh, in the blog and the table, you mentioned the importance of a focus history and exam um, and not necessarily a recommended ECG in each, uh, in each instance. Um, what are the things to keep in mind here? Yeah, that's a, that's a great scenario. And, and I think one that's driven by some likelihood that athletes will be tested for the coronavirus prior to returning to sport. And so I think there might be uh, a scenario here where uh, an athlete didn't uh, realize that they carried the virus, or perhaps with the use of antibody testing, um, uh, has antibodies, and we can confirm uh, prior infection with the virus, but they didn't know it or didn't have symptoms. And is that person necessarily at risk of heart issues? I think one underlying theme that you'll you'll hear from me as we talk about the different scenarios is that um, the amount of cardiac injury or potential for cardiac injury we believe is probably related to the severity of the illness 
So from an asymptomatic individual through someone who is very ill and hospitalized, the cardiac evaluation may well be different in terms of what seems to be a balanced approach uh, to rule out potential underlying myocardial injury. So for this first scenario that you brought up, the asymptomatic um, uh, athlete with prior uh, uh, infection with with uh, the novel coronavirus, um, you know, we don't know if there's any potential for them to have occult or or silent, you know, myocardial injury or myo myopericarditis. There, there's no evidence. There's no studies, and so I think first and foremost, you know, a good clinical evaluation of your athlete is very important. You know, to make sure that they're not obviously having ongoing symptoms of coronavirus. And then specifically, um, no chest-related symptoms, chest pain, chest pressure, exercise intolerance, uh, fatigue that seems disproportionate to their level of training. You know, those types of symptoms in the setting of someone with a prior uh, infection, asymptomatic infection, um, really deserve some amount of investigation. If they have none of those symptoms and they seem well, I do think that you should consider a 12-lead ECG. Um, now, we, we use the word consider and not perform because I think it depends on um, one's general comfort with an ECG, perhaps access to proper interpretation, or one's clinical suspicion in this scenario. So, so given there's no evidence to drive us, we felt like uh, clinicians can make their own determination if athletes are gonna um, get an ECG in this scenario. For me personally, in the teams that I take care of, which are some of the professional teams uh, in the US and the Seattle area, my athletes with prior asymptomatic infection um, will most definitely get an ECG, uh, but I also feel comfortable in the interpretation and, and have access to that. Sure, and I guess this is probably a good opportunity to plug the University of Washington's and the Australasian College joint resource on ECG modules. Um, and we can put a link to that. Um, and they're obviously free as well and something you've put a lot of um, time and attention towards. So I'll make sure that um, our listeners are pointed in the direction of those as well. I think that's a, that's a great thing. And let me, let me just uh, add to our conversation regarding the ECG interpretation in athletes. So, so our sports physicians you know, may be asking, so I get an ECG to an athlete who, with, with prior COVID-19, what am I looking for on that ECG? And you know, I think obviously any of the ECG abnormalities listed in the international criteria will, will, will trigger some investigation. So that, you know, that's a baseline. But some of the ECG findings that might be consistent with myocarditis include pathological Q waves, ST segment depression, new and diffuse ST segment elevation, and of course, T-wave inversion. And I just want to spend a second on the ST segment elevation because in our athletes, we usually um, ignore ST segment elevation as a repolarization variant that's very common in a healthy, trained young athlete. In this particular setting, it will be immensely valuable if there is a prior ECG to compare with to see if there is new SD segment uh, elevation that's different or more extensive. And again, in the setting of knowing that the athlete um, had prior 
COVID-19 infection, either through um, PCR testing or, or confirmed antibody presence, um, I think that new or different appearing ST segment elevation should be investigated. That, that's something that will not be found in the international criteria. Sure, and just to kind of extend on, on what you've just discussed there, in terms of then going for further investigation, so obviously in this case, I presume what you're saying is that they should be, you know, they should not be training or, or competing at all. Um, and what kind of investigations would be going, would you be going towards as uh, next line? Great question. So I think if your athlete has uh, symptoms or has uh, ECG findings where you're concerned about uh, myocarditis, I think, first off, I would definitely include your cardiology consultant or sports cardiologist um, to help you with this evaluation. I think the minimal evaluation would be an echocardiogram and an exercise stress test. I think if there is more concerned, I think cardiac biomarkers such as high sensitivity troponin or beta uh, natriuretic peptide uh, could be performed. I also think cardiac MRI has a very large role in the diagnosis of uh, myocarditis. And again, so it, it depends on your level of suspicion, the ECG abnormality, et cetera. Um, and it may be that you're getting a very comprehensive evaluation of your athlete to rule out the possibility of myocarditis. But I know we were going to discuss the um, discuss athletes who'd had a uh, mild suspected or confirmed uh, novel coronavirus um, and, you know, them being symptomatic with them. We were going to discuss them as a separate entity, but actually what you've said for the asymptomatic athlete carries over. Um, the one question I would have is um, you mentioned there a... A, a blood test looking at things like troponin. Um, mm -hmm. Would you be doing this in only people who might have ECG changes, or would there be a subset of the population who you would be doing this as uh, as first line alongside an ECG? Um, yeah, good question. And um, I, I think a lot of it depends on your clinical suspicion that there's really a, a problem based on um, their history, uh, symptom evaluation, as well as their ECG. Um, I think for, for athletes with, you know, current symptoms, cardiovascular related symptoms or new ECG changes, not just ST segment elevation, but any of the, the ECG changes that I listed, T wave inversion, pathological Q waves, ST segment depression, um, for any of those, I, I think the, the minimal evaluation is going to be the stress test and an echocardiogram. But but the but the evaluation may not end there. So so if there's high clinical suspicion of a problem, if some of the initial testing is abnormal, if the ECG changes are really uh, marked and significant, um, you may well go on to to other tests such as a, a cardiac MRI um, or even ambulatory uh, ECG uh, monitoring. The 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 cardiac biomarkers. Um, potentially uh, have a role as well. And I think you just have to use a good clinical judgment on, on when to implement those. One thing I thought we, it would be quite good to sign off with is obviously this is everyone's worst nightmare and what not something people want to consider. But let's say that um, there's an elite athlete on your team who has been hospitalized um, needing anything from, you know, some ventilatory support to uh, an intensive care admission. Um, in the blog and in the table, you mentioned then a comprehensive evaluation. Um, is that just, a, are you saying that they should have basically everything, you know, every single 
element of the package you described earlier. So, so let's talk about that because I think there is a difference um, between you know past asymptomatic infection or past mild infection and mild defined as you know, not being hospitalized, um, and those athletes with more severe infection. You know, again, I think experts believe that the risk of myocardial injury or myocarditis is related to the severity of the illness. So the more significant the illness, I think more concern we have and therefore um, more comprehensive our cardiac evaluation needs to be. So if, you, if, if you're asymptomatic and we just consider an ECG and if we know you had mild illness, we for sure want to do at minimum an ECG. If you've been in the hospital for COVID-19, um, suggesting a more severe illness, I do think it deserves a very comprehensive evaluation with the battery of, of tests that we described, cardiac biomarkers, echocardiography, exercise testing, and an ambulatory um, uh, monitor. If while in the hospital, um, there was evidence of myocardial injury, um, perhaps elevated biomarkers while you're in the hospital, um, uh, arrhythmias uh, in the hospital, ECG changes that occurred in the hospital, now you're even more sus uh, suspicious that there was myocardial injury um, while you were the most ill. And, and those athletes um, deserve all of the, the testing that we describe um, and a cardiac MRI. Cardiac MRI uh, performed with gadolinium will be um, your most sensitive test to pick up uh, myocarditis uh, in the heart. And I think that um, in that uh, situation, uh, it will be warranted. And then one other area that I just want to bring up because our our blog and our table um, really looks at past infection with with COVID nineteen rather than current infection. And you know if you're if you're working with athletes currently and you're in the middle of your season and you have an athlete who gets ill with COVID nineteen, you know that's that's a slightly different scenario in the sense that now the return to exercise and return to sports is also a question. And I, I think that, um, you know, there's a, we know from other viral syndromes that when you are acutely ill, that exercise can increase viral replication within um, cardiac myocytes. So potentially increase your risk of, uh, of myocarditis. And, in, and with uh, the coronavirus, I think we need to take that seriously. So if you're a, an athlete, with let's say uh, mild symptoms, uh, being quarantined at home and, and managed as an outpatient in the middle of your season, you know you need to stop exercise uh, for you know that period at home. I think most experts are recommending um, that they stop uh, all exercise for 14 days plus an additional seven to 14 days after symptoms have resolved. Um, and then I think that some cardiac investigations will be in order to make sure um, uh, that they're okay before they return to even light exercise and progress from there. Thank you very much for, for touching on that as well. And that's something that I think probably most team physicians and uh, physiotherapists or even involved in the sporting team have been anxiously uh, looking for guidance there. So I really appreciate you touching on that as well. One last thing I wanted to add is that I think we have to recognize that 
there just isn't evidence right now to understand the risk of myocarditis um, in athletes with prior or current uh, COVID infection. And so as evidence uh, emerges, um, recommendations may change and we just need to follow that and be open for it. Um, John, I think we've covered so much in this podcast. I know that listeners will you know, find this a really useful resource um, to, to go alongside your blog. Um, really appreciate you um, giving us your time today um, and really wishing you and all your athletes uh, all the best over the, over the rest of the season and the coming few weeks and months. Thank you very much. And I wish you well uh, and all the listeners. I, I hope you're, you're safe and healthy and appreciate all you're doing, uh, both on the front lines and with the athletes. Thanks for listening to this BJSM podcast. Please get in touch with us via the usual channels if you have any questions or suggestions and take care.